Hello, and welcome back to The Power of Now, A Guide to Spiritual Enlightenment with Gilda and Barbara. We are doing a book study on this book written by Eckhart Tolle, and we hope that you have your copy so that you could follow along. Today we are on Chapter 8, Section 7, Enlightened Relationship, Dissolving the Collective Female Pain Body. Mm. Okay. My name is Barbara Wainwright, and I am here with Gilda Simone. Welcome, Gilda. Thank you. How are you? I'm good. <laughs> I'm, I'm interested to see what he says about the collective female pain body. I have some ideas, but I know this is a long section, so I guess we should go ahead and get started. Why is the pain body more of an obstacle for women? The pain body usually has a collective as well as a personal aspect. The personal aspect is the accumulated residue of emotional pain suffered in one's own past. The collective one is the pain accumulated in the collective human psyche over thousands of years through disease, torture, war, murder, cruelty, madness, and so on. Everyone's personal pain body also partakes of this collective pain body. There are different strands in the collective pain body. For example, certain races or countries in which extreme forms of strife and violence occur have a heavier collective pain body than others. Anyone with a strong pain body and not enough consciousness to disidentify from it will not only continuously or periodically be forced to relive their emotional pain, but may also easily become either the perpetrator or the victim of violence, depending on whether their pain body is predominantly active or passive. On the other hand, they may also be potentially closer to enlightenment. This potential isn't necessarily realized, of course, but if you are trapped in a nightmare, you will probably be more strongly motivated to awaken than someone who is just caught in the ups and downs of an ordinary dream. Okay, that's a pretty intense paragraph there. And interesting that he says, depending on whether your pain body is predominantly active, if it is, then you might be a perpetrator of violence. Or if it's predominantly passive, you may be the victim of violence. Also, it depends on the country that you are residing in. If you have a country that has extreme forms of strife and violence, then you are likely to have a heavier collective pain body than other people in other countries that don't have such a heavy environment. I can understand that. I was going to say it was because it's like even just living in households, some people that live in certain destructive households or compared to other people who live in maybe healthier households probably have the same experience. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm getting sense. from that. Yeah, that but makes total sense. Apart from her personal pain body, every woman has her share in what could be described as the collective female pain body, unless she is fully conscious. This consists of accumulated pain suffered by women partly through male subjugation of the female through slavery, exploitation, rape, childbirth, child loss, and so on over thousands of years. The emotional or physical pain 
that for many women precedes and coincides with the menstrual flow is the pain body in its collective aspect that awakens from its dormancy at that time, although it can be triggered at other times too. It restricts the free flow of life energy through the body, of which menstruation is a physical expression. Let's dwell on this for a moment and see how it can become an opportunity for enlightenment. Often a woman is taken over by the pain body at that time. And at that time, he means when they are menstruating. It has an extremely powerful energetic charge that can easily pull a woman into unconscious identification with it. A woman is then actively possessed by an energy field that occupies her inner space and pretends to be her. But of course... It is not her at all. The pain body speaks through you, acts through you, thinks through you. It will create negative situations in your life so that it can feed on the energy. It wants more pain in whatever form. I've described this process already. It can be vicious and destructive. It is pure pain, past pain, and it is not you. Men can be taken over by their pain body and express hatred when in reality, if they were enlightened or if they were conscious, they would not do that. I agree. Yeah. So I think mostly what he's pointing out here is that when women go through menstruation, there's a lot of collective energy associated with that time in a woman's cycle and you can take the high road or the low road. To pay. Yeah. <laughs> we catch it while you're ahead. <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. The number of women who are now approaching the fully conscious state already exceeds that of men and will be growing even faster in the years to come. Men may catch up with them in the end, but for some considerable time, there will be a gap between the consciousness of men and that of women. Women are regaining the function that is their birthright and, therefore, comes to them more naturally than it does to men. To be a bridge between the manifested world and the unmanifested, between physicality and spirit. Your main task as a woman now is to transmute the pain body so that it no longer comes between you and your true self, the essence of who you are. Of course, You also have to deal with the other obstacle to enlightenment, which is the thinking mind. But the intense presence you generate when dealing with the pain body will also free you from identification with the mind. This is so true. And it gets back to the process that we talked about a few sections ago, transmuting the pain body. And anytime you're feeling uncomfortable, you know, a lot of men are shut off from their feelings, but that's because of the way that they were raised. I believe men are not allowed or weren't, at least in my generation, allowed to be soft. They had to be hard. They had to be tough. You can't cry and you know, don't show any emotion and that kind of thing. Shut that down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but women, not so much. When you have a feeling, if it's uncomfortable, if it doesn't serve you or serve your highest good, 
then transmute that energy by putting all your attention on it, breathing into it and allowing it to transmute and just float right out of your body. And it will be gone, not just gone for the moment, but gone forever. You might find another trigger that creates uncomfortableness in your body somewhere. Transmute it. Every time you have a situation come up like that, it's an opportunity for you to transmute that energy. And if you keep doing that over time, you will be so enlightened (laughs) and so free (laughs) of any trigger. You won't have any more. You will eventually get to the bottom of the triggers and there won't be any more and you will be pain free and enlightened and will live a really good life. Love that. That is so true. Yeah. The first thing to remember is this. As long as you make an identity for yourself out of the pain, you cannot become free of it. As long as part of your sense of self is invested in your emotional pain, you will unconsciously resist or sabotage every attempt you make to heal that pain. Why? Quite simply, because you want to keep yourself intact and the pain has become an essential part of you. This is an unconscious process, and the only way to overcome it is to make it conscious. To suddenly see that you are or have been attached to your pain can be quite a shocking realization. The moment you realize this, you have broken the attachment. The pain body is an energy field, almost like an entity, that has become temporarily lodged in your inner peace. It is life energy that has become trapped, energy that is no longer flowing. Of course, the pain body is there because of certain things that have happened in the past. It is the living past in you. And if you identify with it, you identify with the past. A victim identity is the belief that the past is more powerful than the present, which is the opposite of the truth. It is the belief that the other people, And what they did to you are responsible for who you are now, for your emotional pain or your inability to be your true self. The truth is that the only power there is contained within this moment, it is the power of your presence. Once you know that, you also realize that you are responsible for your inner space now. Nobody else is, and that the past cannot prevail against the power of the now. So identification prevents you from dealing with the pain body. Some women who are already conscious enough to have relinquished their victim identity on a personal level are still holding on to a collective victim identity. What men did to women, they are right. And they are also wrong. They are right in as much as the collective female pain body is in large part due to male violence inflicted on women and repression of the female principle throughout the planet over millennia. They are wrong if they derive a sense of self from this fact and their life keep themselves imprisoned in the collective victim identity. If a woman is still holding on to anger, resentment, or condemnation, she is holding on to her pain body. This may give her a comforting sense of identity and solidarity with other women, but it is keeping her in bondage to the past and blocking full access to her essence and true power. If women exclude themselves from men, That fosters a sense of separation and therefore a strengthening of the ego. And the stronger the ego, the more distant you are from your true nature. 
So do not use the pain body to give you an identity. Use it for enlightenment instead. Transmute it into consciousness. One of the best times for this is during menses. I believe that in the years to come, many women will enter the full conscious state during that time. That's an interesting statement right there. So he's saying that in the years to come, does that mean like in the many, many, many years to come or (laughs) soon? Yeah. (laughs) Right? Oh, gosh. Many women will enter into the fully conscious state during their menses. That's just an interesting statement. Usually it is a time of unconsciousness for many women as they are taken over by the collective female pain body. Once you have reached a certain level of consciousness, however, you can reverse this. So instead of becoming unconscious, you become more conscious. I have described the basic process already, but let me take you through it again. This time with special reference to the collective female pain body. When you know that the menstrual flow is approaching, before you feel the first signs of what is commonly called premenstrual tension, the awakening of the collective female pain body, become very alert and inhabit your body as fully as possible. When the first sign appears, you need to be alert enough to catch it before it takes you over. For example, the first sign may be a sudden, strong irritation or a flash of anger. Or it may be a purely physical symptom. Whatever it is, catch it before it can take over your thinking or behavior. This simply means putting the spotlight of your attention on it. If it is an emotion, feel the strong energy charge behind it. Know that it is the pain body. At the same time, be the knowing. That is to say, be aware of your conscious presence and feel its power. Any emotion that you take your presence into will quickly subside and become transmuted. If it is a purely physical symptom, the attention that you give it will prevent it from turning into an emotion or a thought. Then continue to be alert and wait for the next sign of the pain body. When it appears, catch it again in the same way as before. Nice. Putting the spotlight of your attention on it. That's when it begins to transmute. When you do that. All right. Later, when the pain body has fully awakened from its dormant state, you may experience considerable turbulence in your inner space for a while, perhaps for several days. Whatever form this takes, stay present. Give it your complete attention. Watch the turbulence inside of you. Know it is there. Hold the knowing and be the knowing. Remember, do not let the pain body use your mind and take over your thinking. Watch it. Feel its energy directly inside your body. As you know, full attention means full acceptance. It also means being fully present. When you're fully present, then you can give it your full attention and also then go into full acceptance of what is. Right. Through sustained attention and thus acceptance, there comes transmutation. The pain body becomes transformed into radiant consciousness. Just as a piece of wood, when placed in or near a fire, itself is transformed into fire. Menstruation will then become not only a joyful and fulfilling expression of your womanhood, but also a sacred time of transmutation. 
when you give birth to a new consciousness. Your true nature then shines forth, both in its female aspect as a goddess and in its transcendental aspect as a divine being that you are beyond male and female duality. Hmm, I like that. In other words, he's saying here that our true nature is the divine being that you are, which is beyond male and female duality. I love that. If your male partner is conscious enough, he can help you with the practice I have just described by holding the frequency of intense presence, particularly at this time. If he stays present whenever you fall back into unconscious identification with the pain body, which can and will happen at first, you will be able to quickly rejoin him in that state. This means that whenever the pain body temporarily takes over, whether during menses or at other times, your partner will not mistake it for who you are. Even if the pain body attacks him, as it probably will, he will not react to it as if it were you withdraw or put up some kind of a defense he will hold the space of intense presence nothing else is needed for transformation that's a very important sentence right there the space of intense presence is all that is needed for transformation at other times you will be able to do the same for him or help him reclaim consciousness from the mind by drawing his attention into the here and now whenever he becomes identified with his thinking. In this way, a permanent energy field of a pure and high frequency will arise between you. No illusion, no pain, no conflict, nothing that is not you, and nothing that is not love can survive in it. This represents the fulfillment of the divine, transpersonal purpose of your relationship. It becomes a vortex of consciousness, that will draw in many others. I love this paragraph, this last, this last part where it just talks about the pure energy field and that being fully conscious and present and knowing that everything is taken care of. All the right people, places, things will come into our experience that we need to create and manifest life for our highest good all we need to do is stay in tune with our spiritual being side that's where everything begins to manifest from anyway so if we can stay in tune with that there is no thinking (laughs) required (laughs) no egoic mind required all we need to do is be completely present it reminds me of a there was an author who did that she created this beautiful book it was a spiritual book and was told it wasn't her job to get it published she was just to have created it and that the right entity would appear to get the book published and (laughs) it did happen i think i think the author's name was sinea roman and she wrote a book called opening to channel and it was a really really good book well that's the end of this section I hope that you have found this as enlightening as I have. And any final thoughts, Gilda, before we say goodbye? No, I'm just intrigued with that book, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I'll say it again. The name of the book is Opening to Channel. And the author's name was Sanea Roman. Nice. Thank you. 
Yeah. All right, everyone. I hope you have a great rest of your week and we will see you next week. Bye now. Bye. If you've enjoyed this podcast and you'd like to go deeper into a spiritual conversation and perhaps even earn a credential as a certified spiritual coach, we encourage you to go to our website, lifecoachtrainingonline.com and check out our courses or give us a call at 800-711-4346.